Hello and thank you for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Before we start the show tonight, we wanted to give everybody a word of warning that each episode produced by Movie Guys Podcast is for a mature audience. You have been warned. Also, all of our reviews are spoiler-filled, so if you have not seen the film that we're going to talk about tonight... Turn off the show and come back when you're ready to listen. Thank you so much for downloading, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. And welcome to another awesome episode of Movie Guys Podcast, and also... Happy late 4th of July. We are fresh from our week off from our my favorite holiday of the American calendar. And I'm excited to talk about Spider-Man Far From Home, a title that was spoiled a year ago because Tom Holland is famous for not keeping his mouth shut. I am Jordan, and I'm joined here like always with Eric and Ed. Eric, how are you doing tonight? I'm actually really excited to talk about this movie. There's a, there's a lot. I'm a big fan. A lot happened in this movie. I can't wait to talk about this movie. This is this is gonna be a good one. Uh, I'm I'm really excited for it. What about you, Ed? I know you're a fan of Spider-Man too, right? I am, but you know, honestly, I sort of droned out at this movie. That was good. That was real good. And he's back. Yeah, that was a real good one. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a lot better than your uh, chopped um, child's play one. That was that was way better. Good job. Uh, I, I you know I, I thought a lot about it. Not really. You did. So, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Far From Home, right? Uh, yep. A movie that I was, I was really excited to see this movie. Uh, the title's interesting. Tom Holland was on a Stephen Colbert a year ago. He said he was filming uh, the next Spider-Man movie, and he let it slip. It was called Far From Home. What do you guys think of the title of of this? You got Spider-Man Homecoming which is a weird title, and then you get Spider-Man Far From Home. What do we think of these titles, Eric? I Sure, they work for me. Uh, they're, I mean, they don't really say much as far as, like, uh, to, you know, Homecoming, I, I think it just means that it's just Spider-Man's back home, and that's just their, their introduction. It's almost like throwing a, a bunch of their shade, like a web shade at the whole, uh, at Sony almost, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, okay. I, I did notice in this movie when it started – the first thing, the first thing that you saw when this movie started was a big old Sony. Just a big old Sony logo right there. And then they did a, what, Sony logo, and then Paramount Pictures, and I think another Sony. And then they rolled into movie. Uh, they did a little bit of the intro uh, type thing there. Um, and then they went into the big Marvel grand intro thing, too. So I think it's just, it's just fun to see the, the movie... Uh, Titans flex in a movie like this, you know. Well, you know the right. thing that we complained about the most about uh, the Avengers movie was the hour-long ending tribute to all the Avengers who died, and they continued it at the beginning of this movie. They did a good job mm. with this. The, the way that they because they brought back the same character uh, uh, who's gonna, who's in more of this movie, way more of this movie now, right? What the hell's name, Brenda? Um, Brenda's got a baby. Betty, Betty Brant. Um, uh. Uh, as the uh, doing the school news type of thing, I think that was clever. I I liked that they yeah. they explained the blip. That was that I think that was the big part. Everyone kind of wanted 
they we got this explanation of what the blip was and how everything just happened, right? So the five years just went on and everyone just picked up right where you left off, right? That's just basically how how the blip goes. Yeah. And uh, question, question though on that. I'm gonna interrupt you. Um, in between Infinity War and Endgame, when that whole thing happened, it's it's five years, mm -hmm. right? Five years. That's how long everything was until they killed Thanos. Five years. So. In real timeline, Peter Parker and MJ will all have been graduated from high school at this point, but because they, I'm assuming Mary Jane and Ned and all of their classmates, they were all snapped. They were all blipped too, right? Yes. They're all snapped. So yes. when they come back, so when they come back from the blip, now they're all juniors again, essentially. Like they're just like, hey, welcome back. You're, you're now juniors. That, that, that's what they're doing. They had to repeat their tests. They had to start over. Yeah, they, they made fun of that. Yeah, yeah that was a little, that's that was a little joke. So basically, yeah, they're basically just picking up right where, where they left off, basically from homecoming. And I'm, again, really cool with that. Listen, Tom, Tom Holland, I, I'll say it a thousand times, is the fucking best casting for this. Uh, just having a kid in, in this role is fucking so perfect. So that's... I, I don't know. I'm just, I love it. I'm so much. Does that make you feel old that you call him a kid? Because he can drink beer. He's 21. And I feel old when I call this guy a kid. He's close. <laughs> he, he looks closer. <laughs> I, just, uh, I mean, to, to a 16-year-old Peter Parker. Than he anything. does. Mm -hmm. is so, the one thing I, I will right? say I missed um, is when they first introduced him, his voice sort of cracked in, uh, in Civil War. Yeah. That's gone now. That's gone. He's a grown man now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, yeah, he's, he's drinking beer. He's a good man. Yeah, man. yeah. I mean, I saw him on, so, uh, on the, the Graham, the Graham Norton show. Him and Jake Gyllenhaal were on with Tom Hanks and uh, oh god, um, uh, who who Gwyneth played Paltrow. Uh, Piper? Gwyneth Paltrow. He's actually absolutely fantastic in real life, and his British accent is perfect, except for the fact that he plays a new uh, New York kid in, in Spider Man. But like, he's, he was great. He's, he, he's a well, I mean, he. I mean, okay. His natural accent. I'm sorry. His American accent is great for this movie. Yes. That's sorry, it. I spoke. There, there you go. Yes. Yeah. So a little behind the scenes here, guys. Um, I was one of the people that were griping. So, Homecoming comes out. Spider-Man is still owned by Sony. Okay, still to this point today. Yes. So, after the success of after the success of Homecoming. Sony says, guess what? Fourth of July weekend, 2019, we are doing Spider-Man 2. We don't give a fuck what you say, Marvel, because Endgame came out only two months ago. It's only been two months. It's very strange to have Endgame and then this movie just a few months later. Sony said, we don't care about Endgame. You're releasing it here, which means that Spider-Man... Far From Home's trailer was out before Endgames. So my theory was, is this going to be a prequel? Okay. Endgame. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I, it I, wasn't. What, you mean, what do you guys that, think that of Spider -Man that? Spider-Man would have been a prequel because of Endgame? Because he was... Well, yeah. well yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, a prequel to Infinity War. Because the beginning of Infinity War, Spider-Man and his, all of his friends are on a bus. Going back to the city, you know, but but yeah, but at the same part, I mean, 
I I would argue that uh, again, yeah, everyone already kind of knew what the ending was was gonna be. At least everyone. I mean, the story was already out there. They've already done the story. You know, it's in, it's in the comics. So to me, yeah. it's it's like telling you that I hate to say it, but the Titanic will sink at the end of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to spoil that one. I for just you. didn't know like. I was just curious if you guys were like, oh, did you guys think, because the trailers, did you guys think this was going to be a prequel before? Or did you guys think this was going to actually follow Endgame? No, no I, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I honestly, yeah, I, they're not real good at hiding the timeline anymore. So the internet leaks shit, ruins stuff for everybody. So, yeah, I mean, I figured it was going to be a sequel. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, though, I was very surprised by this movie is that because they introduced Mysterio as someone from another one of the multiverses, one of the other uh, realities. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I was all about this. I was about to get ready to go into the multiverse here, man, you know, so we can get like some Spider Wars shit or I don't know, something crazy would be fucking Spider Wars would be so dope. But like, you know, so we went into the Spider Verse. Yeah, let's let's get deep, you know, let's let's how, how, see yeah. how it goes. But. The way that it ended like this, I guys, I think we're I think they're building up to a Sinister Six. Oh, absolutely. Oh. absolutely. Because remember, no, Eric, you're hundred percent right. I actually read that. That was gonna be my big thing I was gonna tell you guys. Uh but remember in the Amazing Spider Man two, they had that shot of all the Sinister Six costumes, you know, like Dr. Octopus's arms and he had Rhino and shit, all this up. Sony said they're going to do a Sinister Six. It's going to happen come hell, come high water. It's going to happen. So you're right. Um, I guess they're looking at doing Spider-Man 3 as a Sinister Six. They don't want to add... You know... Uh, you know, you know, guys. Like back in the day, in the uh, back in the day in the eighties uh, and nineties, you know, we had our superhero movie, and we had the flavor of the month of the villain. Oh, yeah. this movie's the Joker. This movie's the Penguin. You know, yeah. They don't want to do that for Spider-Man three. They want to do the Sinister Six. This introduce them all right there. This is that's what they're planning on doing. I'm, I'm telling you right now, man. I I feel like they they've done this before with their other movies, where they just try to throw fucking all these villains into this shit, mm -hmm. and it doesn't work. And it really fucking sucks. I, I, I was going to ask you, though, real quick, because in the making of this uh, Far From Home, um, are we able to, to – I mean, who had creative control of this? This was this is Marvel make, making the movie, but Sony was just like Sony. the – Sony. Yeah, made so, this movie? Sony, Sony gave it back. Sony gave them the ability to tell the story they wanted to tell, uh, but Sony still owns the rights. Yeah, no, I, I, I get yes, that, yeah, but in the yeah. actual like, making and creative control of the movie, because this had a Marvel Studios tag on it, so that means yes. it, that means it's it's legit. It's from Marvel Studios, so they had to have some, some sort of creative control over this. I can tell, at least in, in that part, because it, it's played very much like all the other Marvel movies, where it's it's fun. That's what superheroes mm -hmm. should be. You know, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of cute comedy. The comedy in this is just great. I, I really do like the comedy. Yes. You can tell that everyone just kind of bounces off each other really, really well. Mm -hmm. I, I really do enjoy that. It's really, it really shows on camera, but, uh, yeah. So it, Mar like Marvel studios made this movie. Right. And then they just like gave it to dad. Is that what happened? Yeah. Well, to the, to the best um, of my knowledge, I mean, Jordan knows more about this than I do, but to the best of my knowledge, Sony uh, literally owns the rights to most Spider-Man characters, specifically Spider-Man, yeah. but owns the rights to most film versions of Spider-Man. 
and they have to partner with them as much as Sony will allow. Um, and, but they let Marvel tell the story they wanted to tell, and I would almost guarantee that Sony owns the paychecks. Oh, I'm, I'm, That's I'm sure. what I was going to say. That's my short answer. Is that what it is? Okay. I'm sure that, yeah, because I don't know. I'm not trying to ask, like, where the contracts are going and, or, or who's under whose dollar or anything like that. Because I'm very aware that, like, they obviously have some sort of yeah. agreement where they're they're both taken in sales here, too. But mm -hmm. in the same part, like, I don't think Mar Marvel's going to care too much because I would imagine, I, I think I read this somewhere, that they own all the merch rights, right? Is that? Ooh. Because they can put it. They can Ooh, put it, that's a good deal. Because they, they don't have to put. As long as they don't put the the logo or the Spider Man or something on it, then they own the character because they own the design or something like that. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Sony owns the film rights to Spider Man, but Marvel owns the rights specifically to yeah. everything related to everything else. Yeah, that's and that's Sony cool. owns the likeness of most of the bad guys. So Not all, speaking of bad guys, yeah. Speaking yeah, of bad I guys, what you're gonna ask, which go does ahead. which does put a damper. Hang on, which does put a damper damper in your Sinister Six thing, because I'm pretty sure that Marvel owns like Electro. Um, I don't I don't remember all the. I'm I'm just go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I I didn't have the conversation. <laughs> well, well, I think that we might get different because so far, I'm sorry. I'll, just real quick, Jordan. I'm sorry because so so far uh, we've been only introduced to three Spider-Man villains: Mysterio, Vulture. And Scorpion, who was at, who was hinted at the end of Homecoming. You missing? You're missing one more. Go ahead. Shocker, Black Eye in Homecoming. Oh yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So they go. They could do a different Sinister Six. They yeah, are. I mean, I guess uh, you they, could. I mean, like Mysterio was in there. Sandman. Yeah. I mean, they talked about Vulture. They didn't talk, talk about Craven the Hunter. Um. But yeah, Electro. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. Why. Although it, it's going to be hard to do without Doc Ock, man. Like you really, yeah, you're no, really like, uh, Doc yeah, Ock. yeah, yeah. A Sinister Six. What they're talking about is Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Venom. They're talking Carnage. They're talking Craven the Hunter, and then the one guy is now. From what I've been reading, there's con there's conflicting reports, but it's either Rhino. Or it's gonna be um, this like vampire guy, Jesus, dude. Fuck Sony, man. Stop doing so many goddamn fucking villains, Sony. You don't need to. They're just like, uh, they, how many do the, the Spider-Man three had three villains, right? Yeah, four. Yeah. No, four? was it four? Was it? Well, let's see. Spider-Man three. Tobey Maguire had Venom. It had Sandman. And well, I mean. Demi Goblin. So yeah. So real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. A buddy of mine. I don't want to go too far into details, but because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man, uh, Marvel and Sony's agreement was that Marvel will lose the rights to Spider-Man if Far From Home doesn't hit one billion dollars. Fucking wait, wait, wait. What? Um, okay, so uh, Sony regains full control of the franchise, and Tom Holland's. Peter Parker may no longer be part of the MCU uh, if the movie doesn't make $1 billion at the box office. I'm paraphrasing what? the article, um, but a friend of ours, a friend of the show, um, 
I won't divulge his name, but he knows who he is. Um, will uh, he sent me this because we're talking about what we're talking about? That's ridiculous. Um, so, <laughs> What's the uh, yeah, this, this What's article the is from MovieWeb.com. Um, ah. So I mean, it's legit enough, but not like the most legit in the world. Um, but yeah, the, from what oh, the, from what this article is saying uh, is that they've uh, Sony cut a deal with Marvel Studios back in 2015 that allowed, uh, quote, Spidey to appear in the MCU. Precise details of the contract were never fully revealed. Uh, very complex. However, uh, if it doesn't make $1 billion at the box office, Marvel Studios would get to over, uh, excuse me, would get to oversee a third Spider-Man movie, but not, quote, full control, quote, excuse me, full control will revert back to Sony, unquote. Interesting. Well, it says here the it's movie is, is already grossed around at $608 million worldwide. So uh, uh, was, that, was that a billion worldwide? I mean, there's no way in hell it's going to do it domestically. You know, I don't, I don't know. Um, at the time of writing of this article, it said uh, 577 worldwide in its first week. Uh, but uh, I, I don't want to read the article in full detail uh, while we're live on the air. But I do appreciate him sending this to me because it, it gives. No, no, it's I, I like that. I'm rooting for it. Then I, yeah, that's appreciate the article because that's adds some uh, I don't know competitiveness to it. You know, uh, yeah, yeah really. But I, I hope, what? I hope it does. Like, I hope it hits. Usually, sequels to the movies don't do so well. But I mean, Spider-Man is a very, very popular hero, and you know, I think mm -hmm. people wanted to see. And Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal looks good too. Yeah, so Jake Gyllenhaal, Mysterio. This is one of the villains I wanted to talk about because what one of the cool things that I love about these two Spider-Man movies, Homecoming and Far From Home, I don't know if you guys agree with me on this, is that they're giving us villains that we don't always get. It's fun. It's good because when you get Batman, you always get the Joker and Penguin and Catwoman, right? With uh, Spider-Man, you're always going to get Doc Ock. You're always going to get Green Goblin. Right now, in Tom Holland's universe, Green Goblin doesn't exist yet. So this is nice, and I like Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. When they said Mysterio was going to be in the movie, of course, they lied in the trailers and said that he was going to be you know, a hero, which we all, if you read a Spider-Man comic in your life, you know that Mysterio is going to be the bad guy. That was yeah, not a right. shocker. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry to the 12-year-olds who thought that Mysterio was going to be a good guy. Uh, you know, but, a, fr a friend of mine who's not versed in the comics saw this movie before I did. And he's like, I don't really want to give anything away, but like, there's like a twist in the middle of the movie. And I said, let me guess, Mysterio is the bad guy. He goes, what? I said, bro, I said, have you ever fucking read a comic yeah. in your life? And he's, he's like, what? I mean, I mean, I mean, I've read some. And it's like, no, man, like, listen, trust me. I'm no. not the most knowledgeable in the world. I'm no fucking Kevin Smith. But I know Spider-Man relatively well, so I—I I mean, I—I I, I was, I, yeah. was really happy that we get again another different villain. We get Vulture in the last movie, great actor with uh, with Michael Keegan playing him. Now we got mm -hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio. What do you guys feel, of Mysterio? Do you feel that this is a good 
second movie villain? Or do you guys want a, a Doc Ock instead of him? Do you guys want a Green Goblin? Or is Mysterio a good choice for this movie? Uh, this was this was a perfect choice for this movie because it, it ups the ante. Not just because from, from a villain standpoint, which needs to happen because we're left with this absence of Iron Man and Captain America. And like, you know, they did the whole memoriam vision is gone too. Mm-hmm. And so like that, which was really cool. And we're setting up for Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to be the new leader. You know, it was Tony Stark chosen. He gave him Edith. Right, I mean, uh, which is a pretty cool acronym, by the way. Uh, even, even dead, I'm the hero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's perfect. So we have this expectation that's set up now. So because of that, we're gonna get a we're getting the big villain now. We're getting the big baddie, and someone who's you know who, who better do it than the trusting and loving eyes of Jake Gyllenhaal. I liked Mysterio a lot. I thought it was good. He, he was he was driven. He was a focused character. You know, the, he knew what he needed to do. He, he sought out. It was planned. It was methodical. I, I mm-hmm. enjoyed him as a, as a villain. So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to see more. Do you guys, by the way, do you think uh, he's dead, dead? Or do you think he'll come back? Like, that's another part. No of body, no death, right? Yeah, no body, no, body, no, no death. death. That's rules. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, comic I mean there, book there was rules. a body. He kind of died right in front of Tom, Tom Holland. He died right in front comic, of Spider-Man. Comic book rules. Comic book rules state. That it doesn't matter as long as you're not decapitated, and even still, you could come back. As long as you're not decapitated, you ain't dead. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, I it is mysterious. Yeah, I was thinking it, it might be an illusion, but then mm-hmm. Peter Tingle yeah. maybe didn't get all the way. But look, to, to answer the question, by the way, I just want to go back for just a moment. Um, I don't know that we were ready for Mysterio in in this in this storyline yet oh interesting interesting um, point and, and, okay. and here's why i mean because mysterio is so integral to other things like the only people who know mysterio is a bad guy are spider-man and the comic book readers right like you know when you're reading the comic books that everybody knows doc ock's a bad guy everybody knows electro's a bad guy everybody knows sandman's a bad guy and uh mysterio is so integral to other shit in the world that like they haven't done enough with him in the background. Mysterio, not quite Kingpin or Lex Luthor when you're talking about Spider-Man or excuse me, Superman, Superman, uh, not quite Lex Luthor uh, in Superman or Kingpin in Spider-Man, but is like the consigliere. Like he's like the next step down. So okay, I don't know that we've got enough background yet. Again, I I, I love that I love the choice for this movie but for the whole the whole mcu i don't know that we have enough yet i think uh i'll add to yours um i think that he he was the right hero because they really want to push their they're always everything that they're making now uh marvel studios is is planned for the world they seem to Mm -hmm. be always four steps ahead you know or what you know a few web slings in front of us here and I, the way that they're doing this, I think that we knew that Sp- Spider-Man is still like he's still a kid, uh, uh, still going to school. He's, he's trying to get away from all this. He doesn't want this, you know. He wants to enjoy being a kid, you know. That's just, I mean, that's a big part of this movie too. But with great responsibility or great power comes responsibility, right? Um, Uncle, ben, Uncle Ben's rice, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, his briefcase had, had Uncle Ben's initials on it. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's reported a lot. Um, the 
uh, what the fuck was I going with this? Oh, but Mysterio is a, a fucking bad is is a baddie, dude, and he beats Spider Man almost effortlessly. Yeah, know? just yeah. Him yeah. In, in, in an illusion type thing. And the only way that Spider Man was able to beat him is because he got the jump on him because he thought Spider Man was dead. You know, like that. Spider Man got a surprise attack and an upper hand and enough to where it, it he was able to beat Mysterio. And he's also got the Peter Tingle back. Like that was a big part too. And that that's a good thing that we need to highlight because that wasn't really highlighted in the other movies. Like the the Spider Sense is a is a huge thing. Like that's that's the one power I think out of all Spider Man's powers that I would want probably the most is the Spider Sense. And Real quick, is, is so dark. Not to interrupt, uh, same fan, same friend, uh, just sent me a list of who owns who. Um, Sony shares Spider-Man, Jonah Jameson, Shocker, Mary Jane, Aunt May, and Vulture. But Sony exclusively owns the rights to Sandman, Carnage, Lizard, uh, Venom, Rhino, Craven, Mysterio, Doc Ock, uh, Gwen Stacy, Green Goblin, Electro, Black Cat, Silver Sable, Silver Sable, just name a couple. So Damn, right. <clears throat> that's kind of why we get what we get. A lot of those villains, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I agree with both of you guys. I mean, when they, I knew they were going to do a Spider-Man two, and I was saying to myself, please don't be the amazing. Spider-Man 2 and give me Green Goblin. I don't want Green Goblin. We've had him twice now. Don't give me Goblin. Give me Hobgoblin. Fine, but don't give me Green Goblin. Shit. Give me the and, ass. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Oh, but, hey. But to give the, me, oh, I interrupted. You go ahead. and I'll, cause Mine was just this small. But since they introduced Mysterio, I was hook, line, and sinker. What I found interesting going into this movie was this is the first time that spider-man in movie form has gone overseas did this movie need to go to europe because this is like spider-man's euro trip if you guys remember that movie <laughs> I, I, if, you, if you want to sit down and hang out and go to the eastwood mall all, all summer you're more than welcome to right why why europe why couldn't he go to why couldn't he stay in new york does this movie need he, to go? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, it did. It absolutely did. Because if he stayed in New York, he would still be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And this oh. movie was about him growing. He's he's not your neighbor. He's he's going into the next level. You know, he's All doing right. the he he owns Edith, dude. Like he is he is the next leader, hands down. That's what he's being groomed for. It's it, take the training wheels off. Let's go. Well, I. Uh... Wonder if Hawkeye's pissed about that. I just just find it interesting because you brought up a very good point, and thank you for that because I never think about that before. But when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Does this need to go to Europe?" I mean, it was just, it was just interesting that they took him out of uh, New York because Batman, Gotham, right? It's kind of the same world. So I was I was interested I was interested to see how they go with this. Um, the only, thing I'll add to that, Jordan, the only thing I'll add to that, Jordan, is real quick, is the only thing I disagree about him going to Europe is that Peter Parker is supposed to have been poor as a kid, and no poor New York high school has the money to go to Europe for an extended period of time. 
Uh, it's 2019. Times have changed. They probably do now. I'm just saying. <laughs> who knows? Well, I'm, yeah. well he, they got money. Obviously, uh, Tony Stark uh, and Pepper Potts are and all them making uh, quite uh, big contributions to uh, yes, the family. They there. are. So, uh, well, yeah, Peter are. Parker might have something, but that doesn't mean the school does unless he made a giant donation to the school. Well, it's a, hey. it's a private school, so he probably uh, – wait, wait, is this one a private school? Is he no, he go, no, Peter Parker goes to public school. Oh, he goes to public school. Well, whatever, maybe – it It's a straight public. It was, well, it was a, it's a field trip to Europe. With the, you know, I took field trips when I was a kid. So, so in the original Spider-Man 2 with Kirsten Dunst and Tobey Maguire – uh, MJ in that movie finds out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Uh, and she even says the famous line at the end of that movie, go get him tiger. In the second of the MCU universe of Spider-Man, MJ in the middle towards the end somewhere, uh, says that she knows that he is Spider-Man. Do we like MJ? Do we like this actress? And does she need to know that he is Spider-Man right now? What do we feel about MJ in this? You want me to go first? I I like Zend Zendaya uh, mm -hmm. as uh, as MJ a lot. I, I I yeah, I like her a lot. She's she's confident. You she's smarter than you, and I I just like that. She's <laughs> I, I there's there's I don't know there's something I I just like her as she's she's independent, you know. And, and well, you know what? While, while not necessarily traditional MJ, I'm perfectly fine with their casting choice. She's a great actress. She's beautiful. And she plays that part extremely well. I mean, MJ is her in a nutshell. And you, Eric, you nailed it. I mean, she's smart. She's, she's extremely witty. She knows more than she – she knows more than you know she knows – and she only tells you what she needs to tell you at any given moment. So, yeah, I mean, she's perfect for this. She yeah. Finds, she yeah. tells that she figured out that she's Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, and he's like, and she's like, yeah, I knew I knew from a long time ago. And he's like, wait a minute, you've been watching me? And he, she goes, no, I mean, I haven't been watching you, but, like, I kind of have been because I kind of want to bone you, but I'm not going to tell you that. Nice. Um, one of the things I found interesting about, about this MJ – is I'm gonna change the subject because I just lost my fucking point. Good for wow. You. So yeah, great. Yeah, she's that good, I, right? I, I just boom, just lost my fucking just point. Just thinking what about Zendaya as the MJ, you just yeah, you had to do a reset. I get it, man. She, mm -hmm. she's I just, I just boom, I just did, just, just had to do it. Fuck, uh, I had a good liked, fucking point. I liked uh, her. I liked uh, um, uh, Ned. Kind of like Ned. Ned and Ned and Betty, their relationship was hilarious. This whole thing yes. was great. Um, well, I'm curious to see how that's going to go because, uh, doing a quick refresher here, I uh, Ned dies in the comics, and then Betty becomes uh, um, a journalist for the. You yep. Know. We ain't there yet. We're not. Hey, I got we're not question. there yet. We're not there yet. Dark times, Sinister Six, gonna kill Ned I, off. I out of out of us three, who's the guy in the chair? I'm gonna vote for Eric. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Spider-Man. Oh. No, man, you're the guy in the chair, dude. Guy in the chair. That's you know you. You know you. I've always wanted to be. Ed, what do you say? Ever since the first season of Saved by the Bell, that's all I wanted to be. Yeah, yeah. Eric, 100% is Eric. Your Oracle with a penis. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah. you're uh, you're you're the dude in the chair. I mean, you're like the perfect behind the scenes guy who knows everything there is to know, who helps the hero from behind the scenes. But you're really the true hero, Eric. I'm just here to help, boys. I'm just doing my part. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 just. You, your your just name might be second on the sign for partnership, but truly you're the one who puts on puts in all the work. You know, I mean, yeah, you could have been. I feels like you're just calling me Scotty Pippen right now and trying to make it seem <laughs> like like it's better than being called Michael Jordan. At least you're not Dennis Rodman. At least you're not Rodman because I'm Rodman. Where's fucking Madonna? Can I does, be, that, does that make me Michael Jordan? I mean, does that I'll make take me it. Bill Lamb Beer? <laughs> Lamb Beer was on wow. the piston. Wow. Anyway. Well, he well, lived Dennis, in Paris. Dennis, lives in Detroit, he was a bad boy yeah. with Dennis Rodman. All right. They won two championships <laughs> together back to back. Yeah, until they ran into Michael. Yeah, be honest. Okay. No, the Jordan rules. Fuck you. So, um,. Just because you were named after the fucker doesn't make you special. I was not named after the motherfucker. Uh, did we get Sandman as a, one of the elements? I think that makes your horse. Was that no, Sandman? No, no, that was no. no had, that's not what that was. That's had, not what that was. No, it was Sandman and, well, not necessarily, it was close enough to it, and Hydro Man. Okay, I was curious because, because what about <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming? Was they gave us shocker without giving us shocker? If you guys kind of get what I'm saying here, well, you know? with those elements, I, I'm I mean, they just kind of Sandman like, and Hydro Man. That's what I'm saying is that. So in Homecoming, they gave us shocker, but it was very subtle, and it wasn't really shocker, but it was. So when we saw Sandman in this one, I'm like, that's Sandman, and that's Hydro Man. They're giving us these smaller characters in this movie. I guarantee you that was fucking Sandman. Guarantee it. I wonder if Sony was just like, we got to have six fucking villains in this. Put the elements in there. Yeah. Right. Oh, wait a minute. Um, so. Were there six? No. There was just. No. Mysterio and the four elements. They didn't show right. all of them. All right. Because I would say if, if there was. There was all three. Well, I mean, because you could say technically there was, there, there was, you know, five then. But I'm just saying that would have been fun. If there was six villains in this movie, then that might have been a little Easter egg to say that. Looming is, uh, I guess you, you, know, say, you can say you know who we should have had. You know who we should have had as the bad guy in this movie? Who's that? Captain Planet. Because you had, wow, yeah, you know, Earth, Wind, Fire. You were lacking, just lacking heart. Well, but first off, uh, he's not a villain. Captain Planet, he's the hero. Yeah, he's the hero. <laughs> he's gonna dude. bring, he's gonna bring pollution down to zero. Thank you. There we go. Just setting it up. Um, just do my part, boys. My guy in the chair. Just helping you. Just throwing it up for you. Hashtag, hashtag Al Gore before he was famous. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember what I was going to say, and it kind of defeats the point, but if anybody was listening, goes to our archives at movieguyspodcast.com. We spend majority of the movie of Spider-Man Homecoming just going, what? She's MJ? Like, that's one of the things I forgot that I was going to say because that was such a great reveal when she became MJ. Um, refresh my memory. When did Aunt May know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? The end, end of the was first that an movie. End game? Yeah, the end of the, like, no, the end, the end of the first, the first movie. Oh, homecoming. Uh, yeah, Homecoming. Where she goes, like, he's in the, he's in the, his bedroom and she goes, what the fuck? 
and just yeah. like it, it kind of did. Okay, okay. That's what it is. That's what it is. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into popcorn ratings is the suits in this movie. In the beginning of the movie, he, he's at that fucking conference, and he's in, like, some metallic suit, and he doesn't have a mask. It's like space those suit. Mask kind of thing. It's really cool. I didn't think I would like these Spider-Man suits. I'm more of a fan of the traditional Spider-Man suits, but these are fucking fun. I really enjoy these Spider-Man suits in this because he was all black later on. and Night Monkey? I like uh, this part when Happy picks him up in the plane to go for the final fight of, uh, at the London Bridge. And um, you have this moment where Peter Parker is trying to pick out or customize his, a new spider suit for him, uh, which hit that suit looked pretty dope, by the way, the, uh, the red and black. Um, I like that one a lot. Um, but he had that, that moment where he picked up the glove kind of like Tony Stark did, you know? Uh, in, in the first Iron Man movie. And he yeah, and happy had that little kinda, boner. Yeah. Well, because it's cute. It gets another passing of the crown type of thing right right there, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, that's and that moment was important because it, it shows that he is kind of naturally for this role and maybe it will work out, you know? Yeah. That maybe mm-hmm. this is the, the right choice. Or we get to see what, what Tony Stark saw in, in him. So I, I enjoyed that uh, a lot. Uh, I also want to say that there's a part of the, the mid-credits scene where Spider-Man's swinging through the shit, and he swings through what used to be the Avengers building, and now it's something else, and a lot of people uh, are saying that uh, it, it's Oscorp. It's fucking it. Oscorp. We know it. It's Oscorp. Um, nice. You know, I, I, here's, here's, I mean, Jordan, you might have one more thing to add after this, but before we get into the popcorn writing, I, now that we're two movies into this Spider-Man, I want to know what, I, and I'll have my answer for the for the two of you. Which first two movies do you prefer? Do you like the Sony Spider-Man one and two, the Sam Raimi? Do you like the Amazing Spider-Man one and two, or do you like this version better? Forget about the tie-ins to the MCU. Okay. Oh God. I'm talking Spider-Man one and two, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst. Um, Social Network, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, or this Spider-Man 1 and 2? Uh, Eric, can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Ah, fuck. Um, I'm going to say the Amazing 2 movies are my favorite. Okay. No, that's not very... I know that's not very popular, but Tobey Maguire was so nerdy... And such a good Peter Parker, but a terrible Spider-Man. Tom Holland, I feel, is a better Spider-Man more so than a Peter Parker. Uh, uh, but what I liked about the Andrew Garfield movies was it was it was it was those movies were towards the end of Nolan verse of comic books. If mm-hmm. you get what I'm trying to say there, and they were tinkering on let. Let's be ridiculous, but let's be serious. And I kind of liked what they were doing. I really loved what they did with Green Goblin and Amazing Spider-Man 2. I thought that was an interesting take. And they killed Gwen Stacy the way that she died in the comics pretty much. So uh, it was – how about this? I liked Andrew Garfield's more because it was a darker, more serious Spider-Man. And I can roll with that. Eric, well, what about you? Uh, I'm going to say you're Tobey Maguire. No, you're not. You're Tom Holland. You're Here's Tom Holland. It, it's tough because 
I, I I agree that I really I really liked Andrew Garfield as the Amazing Spider-Man. I really liked that movie, I, and that was I, it, I was blown away because I I was about to go in there and I was ready to hate. I was ready to hate, mm-hmm. hate, hate, real hard. And I and I as the movie kept on going, I was just like, hey, this is actually pretty good. I I actually am having a good time with this. I did not like the second Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, that that being said, the other part is, is that the first Spider-Man, I don't like Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker Spider-Man at all. Um, this first movie was okay, sure, I'm, I was on board with it. I really liked that second one, Spider-Man 2, only because mm-hmm. Doc Ock is a fucking badass. And that was just mm-hmm. perfect, the way they did all that. It was awesome, I liked it. But, again, Sam Raimi's version is a little bit too, um, well, as to say, Tim Burton is the Batman. You know, it's a bit a little more colorful, theatrical. Nice. You know nice. I mean? You could tell that maybe he's That's good, Eric. Through. Yeah. Uh, I, That's good. I like the Tom Holland ones. Just I feel that this is the Spider-Man that I that I had first cemented into into my introduction. You know, I mean, this is this is who I want. I want like uh, still still growing up in high school, Peter Parker. I I like that is this kid, and there's so much shit just being thrown at him, and he's just like, dude, I don't want any of this. And it's like, you don't have a choice. This is life coming at you, dude, real quick. You got to fucking just weasel your way through it. It's one way or another. Find a way out. I I just like the way the casting just works. I like the Tom Holland Spider-Man absolutely hands down. So while I agree with you, Eric, that this this generation, the MCU version of Spider-Man is the most like the comics, uh, my favorite film version is the Sam Raimi Tobey Maguire version? Um, it was it was realistically it was the first of his kind. It was really the big first superhero movie outside of Superman. Um, they had some Batman things here and there, but the the th- reason why you dislike it so much, the comparison is actually one of the things I was going to make as to why I liked it so much was the Sam Raimi version was similar to the Tim Burton versions of Batman, which is why I liked it. Forget about the whole, I mean, Batman, or excuse me, I'm sorry, not forget about it. Batman, from a comic book perspective, is extremely campy. Yeah. It's dark, but it's campy. And Spider-Man is not necessarily campy, but it's very stereotypical comic book. Like, he just... He's a teenager who just sort of talks a lot of shit. And that's kind of, although that's comic book wise what Tom Holland is, from a film perspective, the epicness of what was Sam Raimi, uh, Kirsten Dunst, Tobey Maguire version. Again, that's why I said one and two, not three. That's my favorite version. And I could watch either one or two at any given point in time. But for these versions, these most recent versions, you have to have watched everything else to get what's going on. And that's yeah. kind of, to me, why from a film perspective, I prefer one and two from Sam Raimi as opposed to these ones because there's so much other shit going on that you have to have been evolved, involved with to get it. Yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I still go with that Green Goblin costume, though. That you say Green the, Goblin the costume, costume, I still think it's just casting. I, do, I, I didn't like Tobey Maguire. Yeah. As, I didn't like Kirsten Dunst as, as MJ. I thought James Franco as Oswald. Or, I mean, that just seemed a little 
Norman. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Here's the thing with that. I mean, James Franco is an extremely, uh, extremely underrated actor. Willem, but that was that was my next point. Is Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe is such a fantastic actor. And the guy who's his name's escaping me, who played Doc Ogg, he's a classic Broadway actor. I can't remember. Hey, also, J.K. Simmons is J. J. Jameson. Like, that's yeah, well, cool. yeah. They, I mean, they did that. The, yes, that that. There you go. Thank you so much. The the fact that he they brought him back over is is his case in point as to why those films are so iconic. But yeah, the the scene where he where Peter Parker in two, uh, Sam Raimi two realizes that 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 Doc Ock is who he is when he blows up that, that clock or whatever the fuck he is. And like, he's falling that like the Doc Ock beats him at all levels at all points throughout that whole movie until the very end, which is the perfect superhero movie for me is when you're just beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten and 10 times over and then you just find that little bit left that you have as a superhero that the villain doesn't have because he's cocky. That's what the superheroes are. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of... So, one more thing before we get to the popcorn rating. This is very quick. I found this out today, and since we're talking about the old Spider-Man, so I'll let you guys might find this interesting kind of full circle here. Uh, so, after the first Spider-Man movie in uh, 2002 with Tobey Maguire, he made Seabiscuit. He fell off a horse and he hurt his back. Mm-hmm. He was not going to come back. Kirsten Dunst at the time was in a romantic relationship with who? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake oh. Gyllenhaal signed a contract and he was going to take over. They were going to Val Kilmer him and he was going to be the new Spider-Man. But Tobey Maguire decided to come back. Now Jake Gyllenhaal is back as a villain. That's just a nice little fun Full circle there for Mr. Gyllenhaal, and yes, and while and, and that's that's actually a great story. That that's very it sounds something entourage like to be honest with you, right? But it's awesome. So popcorn rating here for Spider Man Far From Home. Eric, what is going to be your popcorn rating for Spider Man Far From Home? I I really like this movie. I, uh, there's no secret. Um, I think it, it played kind of the same tones as it was supposed to. I think. The reveals at the end were bigger than anything that happened in the movie. Yeah, um, good point. That's honestly because at the end we get the yeah the scrolls, and I think we have the introduction of uh, Nick Fury on sword, which is the space adventures base. Which uh, I I think we're gonna see more space adventures now, um, more big adventures, especially with uh, what movies we have coming up this year. Still, uh, Black Panther, Doctor Strange two. Um, so we'll, we'll see that. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Doctor Strange 2. I'm excited to see what's going to happen in Black Panther 2. Um, especially because he's, you know, fucking top, fucking his story is going to be hugely related to this. And it's been under wraps. And everyone from the first movie is back on board, right? Director and all. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I think it's going to be dope. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm excited to see all that. It's, I mean, it's a large bag. Um, not with anything extra on it. Like, I, I wanted to like this thing more. I, I really did, but, um. I I still enjoyed it. Like I, I really did, but something. How long was this movie? Was it the length? Like, maybe it was almost three hours. It's a uh, two hours and nine minutes. Her. Is yeah. basically what it, what it is. I maybe were there some unnecessary scenes? Maybe was there something? I don't know. Mm. Maybe they tried to fit in too much. Something 
it, I, it, it worked. Like, I, I enjoyed the movie. I just didn't have as much fun as I did the first one. Maybe that's what it is, is that it, my expectations were met from the first one. And for some reason, I'm, I'm trying to, I don't know. I still enjoy this movie. It's a large bag. Move on, please, before I talk. Um, I'm going to give this one a large bag as well. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is definitely fun. Uh, why is this fun? Because it reminds me of my favorite 80s director. This is a John Hughes movie, guys. Yeah. This is this is Spider Man. <laughs> this is this is John Hughes, guys. Sixteen Candle Spider Man. <laughs> exactly. This is this is Breakfast Club Spider Man. Tell me I'm wrong. I mean, this is exactly what it is. You got the jokes. Uh, you know, you got the teen Dawson Creek jo- drama. You got the John Hughes angst. This is fun. This is good. This is what needs to happen in Spider Man right now. Tobey Maguire, thank you. Blah. Andrew Garfield, I had fun, but you are kind of a product of your time. So thank you for those. But this is the John Hughes movie, guys. This is great. This is this is like John Hughes making Spider-Man. And I enjoyed the living fuck out of it. And a uh, large bag for me, for sure. That's all I got to say on it. Ed, what's your popcorn rating for Spider-Man Far From Home? Well, to go off of your your reference, I think uh, Toby, I think uh, Spider Man took a day off, and he would have been prettier in pink. Um, had uh, <laughs> had uh, so th- look, this movie gets a small bag for me, and here's why. What? So yeah, so here's why. Okay, um, this movie legitimately insults the intelligence of comic book lovers who love fuck you no 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 here's why here's why okay so anybody that has ever read a spider-man comic knows who the fuck mysterio is they took way too fucking long to tell you that mysterio was the bad guy and they tried to they tried to tell you that mysterio was going to be a good guy for way too long and you knew who Mysterio was. You know what he was up to. The only things that were the saving grace for me for this movie is Tom Holland is absolutely fantastic. I mean, Tom Holland probably is the best on-film version of Spider-Man. Uh, or excuse me, I mean, maybe not best, but most like the comics. Okay? Aunt May, I mean, Mar- Marissa Tomei, she's fantastic. <laughs> they... Yeah, this movie was so much more related to the MCU than it was Spider-Man. That's a good point. That it was fucking insulting to Spider-Man fans. Okay? Again, I've said this before in this episode. I'm not Kevin Smith knowledgeable about comics. I'm not. But I grew up absolutely reading these things and wanting to sling from, you know, sling webs from fucking building the building yeah and i just i mean I, this movie from a film perspective was enjoyable that's undeniable i loved watching it but from a comic book fan it's they they just pretend you don't fucking exist man like it's insulting to my comic book intelligence that's a good way of putting it you know that's what i i, I remember the first thing i said i think when i got out of the movie in my first review and i need to, to repeat it again too yeah, this felt more like a Marvel movie and not a Spider-Man movie. Yes, that's exactly what it was. So, you know, and yeah, yeah. You know, I, this, 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 I'm going to talk about him for the third time, friend of the show and, and friend of mine who, who texted me during the show. 
I, I thought it was going to be the Oscorp building. He said it could be the, the Baxter building for Dr. Doom. We don't know that. So I, if, if that, if that second part is true, if what he, what he, what he said to me is true, that's more MCU related and even, even still it's more Marvel related than Spider-Man. So I know what they're trying to do. I fully understand and respect that this is a Marvel world universe story. I get it. I respect that. But if you're going to make a Spider-Man movie, if you're going to make standalone comic book movies, don't tell me I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Maybe it's a Kingpin's building. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? We're yet to see Kingpin in any of these fucking movies outside of, uh, of, of the Sam Raimi version when the dude from The Shield played him. And we're yet, and we're yet, and he was in uh, Into the Spider Verse. No, yes, that was Michael. Yes, I'm sorry, I was thinking the, the, the guy. That, oh, yes, yes. That was a Daredevil. That wasn't. I, that yeah, was that's not. right. That's right. I'm sorry. So many Sony versions of these movies, I've I've mixed them up. Mixed that name up. That's um, the movie. That's the movie when they went racist. What? Yeah, no, dude. Uh, YouTube it. There's a line in Daredevil when Kingpin says to Daredevil in the first Daredevil movie, you know how to beat a blind man or whatever. And, and then Daredevil says, well, you know how to take a black man on his knees and he kicks him in the shins. Huh. I do not recall that. Then again, then again, 12 <laughs> people saw the Ben Affleck <laughs> Daredevil and six people I, saw the Electra. So I was one of the 12. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Make sure to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast.com, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. We are the logo with the popcorn with the headphones on it. On YouTube here, of course, MovieGuysPodcast.com slash, uh, well, YouTube.com forward slash Movie Guys Podcast. And we have a protest episode up. That got a lot of traction and some comments. So uh, make sure to check that out to see what our opinions are about YouTube right now. But thank you so much for everybody for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. We'll be back soon because I believe next week's episode is another dun, 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 Disney movie with Lion King. Everywhere the light touches. That's our king. But at the end of the month, we're going to be reviewing a movie that I can't wait to see. Quentin Tarantino's next film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So we will be coming back to you guys with that one. Hopefully soon. we're not Make the hateful show. three on that film. Wow. Okay. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.